Hi, this is Billy D. If you enjoy this podcast, please like and subscribe. Let's grow NAI basketball. Thank you. Cascade Hoops Talk, bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Today we have Adam Hepker. He's head men's basketball coach, Mid-American Nazarene, the Pioneers. Coach Hepker took over last season when Rocky Lamar retired. Those were big shoes to fill. Coach Hepker's done a good job so far. He's got a lot of guys coming back this season, so they're poised to have a good season. I always enjoy talking to uh, Coach Hepker. I think you'll enjoy this interview. A little disappointing every time I get out to Kansas City for the tournament, uh, I say I'm going to get out and visit Mid-American Nazarene. But as you know, when the games start in uh, Kansas City, it just uh, never seems to be a break. So we haven't been able to get to uh, Mid-American Nazarene yet and let uh, Coach Hepker tour us around. But hopefully uh, next season or the season after, hopefully we can do it soon. Let's take a listen to Coach Adam Hepker, Mid-American Nazarene. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Hey, I have Adam Hepker. He's head men's basketball coach, Mid-American Nazarene. They're the pioneers. Thank you, Adam, for being on the show. Absolutely happy to be back, Billy. Hope you guys are, are doing well. You know, you're going into your second season as head coach, and I know you have significant coaching experience going into that. But I always like to ask people who step into that head spot, head coach spot, what were the things that surprised you or disappointed you or something that just wasn't what you expected? When you stepped into that role, yeah, that's a great question. I, th- I think it's. I think number one, I would say all the decisions you have to make. I think as an assistant, you get to make a lot of suggestions and recommendations and a lot of ideas, mm-hmm. which which a good head coach wants from their assistants. But but then you know all this information is is thrown at the head coach, and and they've got to be the one like, okay, this is the way we're going. We're going to do this. Um, and sometimes it's accepting those ideas, and sometimes it's saying no. And then, of course, with your players and with with things on campus and what to do with your team, um, I mean, there's just no shortage of decisions. It takes a lot of energy and and um, you know helps to be organized and, and have a great staff to rely on for those. But yeah, I think I was just surprised at, at all the decisions you have to make, and then some of the just the hard conversations and and some of those are as simple as defining roles and, and talking to your ninth, 10th and 11th man on here's why yeah. you're not getting the minutes you want. And, and um, you know, there, there's just, there's a lot of difficult conversations that you have to have that you just, you're not in that environment when you're an assistant. So I learned a ton this summer with this off season was huge for me. Uh, reflection wise. I really like that we have um, pretty much our same group coming back because uh, it gives me a chance to be better for those guys and yeah. and, uh, and help them, uh, whereas we're not bringing in an entirely new class here. So um, hope to hope to uh, learn from my first year and, and be even better here in year two. You know, Coach, I had uh, close to the same conversation with Chris Briggs the other day. He's been at Georgetown quite a while. He yeah. said the trick is learning which decisions to make quickly and which ones to ponder. Yeah, no, that 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 is phenomenal. I mean, you can't give your your full energy to every single one. You gotta you gotta delegate. You gotta empower your assistants and even your players to make decisions for you. Um, and we we really try to do that. I mean, I do not want to be the guy. There, I, there's zero ego here for me. I just want to win. And and so I want my assistants' input. 
I want my players' inputs. Our, our film sessions are really unique. It's a conversation. It's our guys talking. We're going to have our, our five-man. Caleb Jones is going to lead one of our film sessions this week. Uh, my assistants lead. It's like This is a, a community, and, and I want everybody to feel valued. And, and so that has helped a lot, just relying on my entire program to, to lead. I mean, I, I think everybody can lead, and we allow them to do that here. I, I know, Coach, that you have a close connection with OUAZ. I know you and Matt Keeley are close friends. Uh, can you talk about watching them make that Final Four run last year? It had to be a mixture. You had to be really proud of what you were able to build, <laughs> and it had to be really tough to have, sit on the sidelines. It, it was more proud than anything, Billy. I, I mean, I was ecstatic. Um, it was hard initially because we had just lost to, to Indiana Wesley and actually yeah. out in Georgetown, ironically. Um, but then as soon as they got hot and got rolling, it, I was all in and, and – I got to have the team over to my house, of course, when they made it to Kansas City and, and uh, you know, watch basketball, fed the guys pizza and, and spend some time with those guys, many of whom who I had recruited to OUAZ yeah. and, and hadn't had a chance to see in a long time. So I was their biggest fan. I got to get downtown for uh, their final game. And, uh, you know, did I want to be a part of it? Sure. Like if there's a small part of you that's like, man, I, I got a lot of, uh, invested in that program. But Coach Keeley and Coach Brett and Coach K, like they did such a great job of bringing it all together. I just became a fan and and was rooting those guys on. Um, so so the biggest emotion I had, Billy, was just pride and yeah. excitement for those guys. The run they got on. It, it, what a great! I I met a lot of those guys there in Kansas City, and what a what an amazing group that team was. Yes, yeah, lots of unique personalities with Big Joe. Uh, who's just the the kindest, most loving guy, Josiah De La Cerda, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know guys like uh, Keyshawn Bruner, who's just a killer on the basketball court, but never says a word. But you know he wants to rip your heart out when he <laughs> plays against you. Um, and like Devin Collins, their four man who ne- never takes a playoff. Like you talk about motor, like Devin's just the energizer bunny, yeah. right? Like just relentless, and and it was a really skilled recruiting class that we had there at OUAZ. And when your five man is your best shooter, you know, you have a skilled recruiting class in, in big Joe. And so yeah. everybody could shoot pass and dribble. And then when they created a little bit of belief there in their conference tournament run and all came together, like it was the perfect storm in my mind. Uh, cause, cause the ability was always there. And, and then they just, they got hot and they believed and they were more connected than they'd ever been. And that's why what, what took place did take place. Yeah, so it was a great, it was run. a lot of fun. I want to ask you about the heart, you know, you, you play in the heart there. It's a challenge every night. But you have 13 members, which means yep. you have to play 24 league games. Uh, and you're <laughs> yes. limited now to 28 games. Uh, that doesn't give you much time to tune up for a conference, does it? No, it, it doesn't, Billy. It, it may, Scheduling is easy because uh, I only have to go get four <laughs> games, although I prefer to get a couple of more. It, it's a tremendous league with phenomenal head coaches and, and phenomenal players. And, and, you know, even the teams that are quote unquote, the, the bottom feeders can get you, they can get you in our league if you don't play well. And I'm just, I'm not sure that's true in every league. And, and so it's going to, we, we've talked about it as a staff. We've talked about it as a program. We're going to have to play the long game this year. We're going to have to stay very level. I'm not sure we can ever get really, really high. And I'm not sure we can ever get really, really low because of all the conference games we play. I think the team that finds consistency and is able to respond to some adversity because you're going to get beat. You're going to take some losses. The teams that can have some maturity and respond and, and not let one turn into two 
are going to have the most success this year. So, uh, you know, we lost Evangel, great program out of Springfield with Coach Capel, which, which hurts our league because because Bert does a phenomenal job, which brings us down to 13. And double round robin, we're going to play everybody at home. We're going to play everybody on the road. And, and it's going to be a grind. I, I, I don't love that term, but it is this year. Uh, and so it's going to be a little tougher trying to get our, our freshman reps because we play twice, I think. I think we host Bethel out of Kansas, and then we go to Oklahoma Wesleyan, two great KCAC teams before we hop into league play. So uh, we're going to have to be really disciplined about our rotations and getting our young guys some minutes uh, and even do that early in our conference season, Billy. It's a conversation we've already had as a staff where we got to get those guys minutes, in, and it might be in some key games in, in November and December. But at the same time, understanding like it's a long year and, you know, it's certainly not going to be decided in those first two months. So no. uh, it's going to be interesting uh, going back to the double round, Robin, Billy. I, I really believe that you're going to have to be very consistent throughout the year. You know, you do have you do play six of your first nine at home. So that's got to help. Yes. Uh, yep. But you have to go to Oklahoma we- Wesleyan. <laughs> <laughs> no. Talk about scheduling. Like what kind of scheduling is that? Right. Listen, we, we've played, uh, Donnie, three straight – this will be three straight years now, I believe. Uh, we had gone down there, and then last year they came to our place, and, mm-hmm. then, and then we get to go back, and, and I believe he's going to return the game for us the year after. So, oh, nice. I mean, if you only get four games, why not go play really, really good teams and, and, and figure out what you have? And that's exactly what we're doing with Bethel and, and with Oklahoma Wesleyan. And then we're going to sneak out to Arizona for the Cactus Classic and, I see and play that. two teams out – two teams out of the frontier. So, I mean, with this group that we have, uh, why not go play the best in the country? And, and, and so that's what we're trying to do. And we're going to learn a lot and, and uh, figure out exactly what we have and, and what kind of maturity and toughness we have because there's there's not a gimme on the schedule, uh, Billy. And, and in my mind, that's how it should be. You have your top six coming back. They all played over 500 minutes last season. You return almost 60 points a game, 30 rebounds a game. You know, yep. Talk about that. That top trio, and I, I don't want to single out guys specific, but you, you got to talk about Ed Wright, Anthony Brown, and Caleb Jones McCrary. I mean, yep. w- they got to be one of the best trios in the country. Uh, I think that's right, Billy. I mean, Ed and and Anthony, who we, who we call AB, you know, two first team all league guys. Anthony's a, a multiple time honorable honorable mention. Caleb Jones McCrary, second team all league, one of the best five men in our conference, there's just no reason why he can't be a first team all league big this year. I mean, that there's a lot of scoring and a lot of rebounds in the, in those three guys right there. I got it. Um, 50 points, 20 rebounds, nine assists. Out of those yes, three. Yes. And all three of those guys are playmakers for us for, for Ed and AB it's off the bounce and in the post and, and for Caleb it's in the post. And, and, and so we've been doing a lot of work with those three guys in the off season. And then so far this fall, with for a b and ed with with their rim reads when they drive to the rim and what the right read is whether it's shoot over help or spray to other people and then for caleb when he sees a double when he sees two in the post making the simple play and and finding the open guy because those three guys are going to draw so much attention and and the other guys on the floor got to be ready i think makai elmore who was our freshman pg last year who had a great freshman year last year um you know he took a big jump this summer He, he stayed with us almost all summer long, didn't go back home much. And the light came on for Makai this summer to where he's hitting people instead of getting a hit and he's finishing everything. He's taking big shots. And so we got to be intentional about putting the ball in Makai's hands and taking some of the pressure off of Brown and, and Jones and, 
and right. Uh, just so those guys don't feel like they have to make every play for us. Cause you know, that's kind of, that's kind of their first thought and it just doesn't have to be that way. So we're, we're excited about the group that comes back. We're old, yeah. we're a veteran group and, but you don't ever want to assume, you know, you, nothing that we've done in the past helps us win a game this, this fall, you know, we got to start from scratch here and put it back together. So uh, we're off to a great start. I've loved our practices so far. We, we, we did something very unique because we are so old and we've gone these first two weeks of September here since we don't play till November 3rd, we've just gone every other day. And, and oh. of course we're lifting and, and shooting groups on, on our off days. We're never really totally off, but it's been really good just to allow the guys a day in between to refresh their bodies and their minds. And it's allowed us to have really ultra competitive practices these first two weeks. And we're going to crank it up and, and go uh, five or six days this week, but we are taking our time because of the group we have Billy and, and because we don't play till the third. You know, it's interesting you say that, you know, Danny, Danny Neville, who I know is a friend of yours. He talks about that quite often about, Hey, I, I am not going to kill these guys in September. Yeah. This is a long yeah. season. And uh, he's the, he's the one, he's the first guy I heard really talk about that, but it sounds like you're yeah. taking a little bit of the same approach. You know, it was my assistant coach Welty's idea. And initially, I mean, of course I'm, I'm a junkie, Billy. I want to be in the gym every oh, day with my guys. Yeah. And so I, I'm freaking out, you know, but it's been a really, really good thing. And, and uh, I think we'll look back on it and, and, and think it was a really smart move for these guys physically and, and mentally and, and, we got to be playing our best basketball in February and March. That, that, that's the whole idea. And then I think this doing stuff like this and taking periodic days off during the year will allow us to do that. Cause you know, those three guys you mentioned play heavy minutes. And, and so we got to be a little careful as, uh, as to how much we, we, we get after him here in September. Yeah. You're not going to win a conference championship in December. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, I got a question for you, you know, outside of Caleb Jones, McCrary, he's six foot eight. This team is small. Your team is small. You know that already. But yep, how do yep. you rebound? So you out rebounded teams last year. I'm sure you will again this year. How do you rebound so well? Well, you know, and it's funny, it, Billy. I I think rebounding was one of our Achilles' heels late in the season. It, it hurt us against Baker in the conference tournament. They out rebounded mm. us, and then we went and played Indiana Wesleyan, and it hurt us again. And so, what's fresh in our minds is is getting beat on the boards in those last couple of games. Okay, and. So, you know, you can't just assume with all those guys that rebounded that we're going to, to, to pull down defensive rebounds. We have been intentional this year in every practice that our first live drill is going to be a rebounding drill. And, and so we stretch and we, we do our shot breakdown. We do our skill work, which for us typically is a live finishing drill every day. And then our very first five-on-five -five drill so far without fail has been a rebounding drill. And we're working on boxing out. We're working on our guards rebounding down. We're working on where's that basketball going based on where it's shot. Right. It, because it wasn't good enough at the end of the year. There were box scores that we, we would look at where the other team has eight to ten more field goal attempts than us, and all of a sudden your margin for error gets really, really small. Uh, so so it's something we have to be better at. I think we've got offensive rebounded a little bit better. You know, we shot 50% from the floor last year, which is really, really good. I mean, pretty efficient. But that means you're missing half of your shots, so why not go get a few more of those? So uh, it, it's funny you ask that, Billy, because it's been a huge point of emphasis for us this offseason. Anytime we get an offensive rebound in practice, we go plus two. We reward the team that got it. It's a big, big deal. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I think I think we have to be even better at it. Yeah, you look at some of the better teams in the country. I know that College of Idaho, they, they focus – almost exclusively on rebounding, especially yep. offensive rebounding. Uh, they're free points, you know. That's right. If you can That's if right. you can get that ball and put it back, it's it's free points. You know, yep. they still decide a lot of games. They do. They do. 
and it's and it's so disheartening to your your opponent. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, they get they you they get the miss, and but then you get the put back, and that. The, yeah. You know what? Yeah. You you played. That's so deflating it, to have that happen. It's absolutely backbreaking. That's right. This team you have is almost exclusively made up of high school four year guys, mostly local Kansas guys. A lot of guys from Olathe. Is that is that correct? Olathe. Olathe. You got it. You nailed it, Billy. You uh, nailed it. Is that your recruiting strategy? I know you're only this is only your second season there, but is that are you wanting to build a team with four year guys local if you can? You know. It's interesting. I, I think our recruiting philosophy just continues to evolve, Billy. You know, at, at Ottawa, it was we, we went very junior college heavy, and, and the California junior colleges were phenomenal to us with some of those guys mm-hmm. we signed with De La Serta and Bruner and McKay Bundy and those guys. And and, and we, uh, you know, Caleb Jones McCrary is a junior college transfer for us. Ed Wright, junior college All American from Allen County. But then there's a lot of high school kids. In fact, our recruiting class this year was it was four freshmen. Although one of those guys, Gerard Bosch from Spain, he played one year of, of post-grad at, at Sunrise Christian in Wichita. So, uh, you know, he's a little bit older, but but all eligibility-wise have four years. We would prefer to have more four-year guys th- than transfers. Yeah. Okay. But we will never not take a, a junior college transfer who's the right fit for us. And, and I, I just don't know how picky sometimes at our level you can be. If, if, if the kid can play and he's high character and he fits us, then, then – I don't care what he is, Billy. I, you know, we're going to, yeah. we're going to go recruit that kid really, really hard. So um, I, I think with what's going on at the division one level, the transfer portal, the COVID year that's running its course, it, I don't think it's ever going to be an exact science for us at our level, as far as recruiting. So we went four year ex- exclusively this year. It doesn't mean we didn't recruit transfers, uh, but I love the the four kids we brought in. Do you think any of them will, uh, well, you said you're going to try to get them minutes early on. Yeah, I think two or three of them can help us. They all compete their butts off, so it gives them a chance. I think the six seven kid Bosch from from Sunrise Christian. He's from Barcelona, Spain. Yeah, he's six seven. Billy, he shoots the crap out of it. He led the post grad team in rebounding. I think he's got to play, uh, whether it's the four or the five. We've got a kid from Olathe Northwest right here in our backyard, six foot five, Isaiah Cole who is maybe our best on-ball defender. He sprints the floor. He rebounds. He's an elite cutter. I think he's got to play. We've got a kid from Des Moines, Elijah Voss, who is just an absolute scorer. You know we like scoring around here, Billy, so I'm not sure he can't play. And then our our last freshman, Caleb Carr, is maybe the most competitive dude we have at a backup point guard spot. So, look, it's it's hard for freshmen to, to make that transition. So, it's not going to happen for, for for all four of them, but it does certainly give us a lot of depth that maybe we didn't have last year. So going in last year, we didn't talk a lot about your defense. Last year you were able to defend pretty well. You held teams to 44 and then 33 from the three, which is always important to keep them off that three line. What can fans look for from your, your team this season? Will you will you do anything different, or do you just – we have the same approach only just better <laughs> will you just execute better this year yeah it's a great it's a great question billy we are always tinkering we're never going to just kind of sit back and do the exact same thing we want to defend we want to rebound we want to fly the floor that will never change we're going to try to be more aggressive defensively this year i think the kids in our league the, the teams we play are so skilled they score it so well these days i'm not yeah. sure you can just sit back anymore and just change ins with them and so 
we've got to take some things away, whether it's trapping the ball screen, maybe getting a little bit more aggressive in the gap, things like that. Uh, you know, we've got some wrinkles that we're going to do differently this year defensively because we, I don't think we can just, hey, we bring the same group back. We're talented. Let's run it back. Like, I just don't think that's good enough with, with the, the amount of talent in our conference. So uh, there will be some changes. Uh, there, there's no doubt, Billy. Uh, it's stuff we looked at all off season long and, and here early in practice. And, and I think that's just because of the, the talented teams we play. We just, we can't sit back and let them shoot over us. They're going to score a lot of points. Yeah, doing that, doing that. So we, we've got to get more aggressive and, and, and hopefully that's what it's going to look like for us. You know, before I let you go, you got to talk about, you know, mid American Nazarene, the history there, the community, uh, your alumni talk about the, the school yeah. and the support. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, that, I've been at a lot of great schools. This is home. This is this is my alma mater. Got to take over for a legendary coach and Coach Lamar, uh, who I have his full support from, the alumni's full support. It, it has been a blast coming back home and, and coaching this group, many of whom I didn't recruit, and, and just to see how much they bought into what we're teaching, which is always a little different than, than the previous guy. And, uh, and then the kids we've signed that have mixed with, with, with our returners. This – I mean, the Midwest is a basketball place like, like Mecca. You know that. Mm -hmm. and, and so basketball is huge here. It's very big on campus, although many of our sports are off to incredible starts here this fall. Uh, but, but this, you know, I, I'm reminded just of how special our alumni are when I come back here because it's just not that way everywhere. You, you think it is, but they pour into us. They stop by practice. They come speak to our team. They, they give financially. Uh, so, you know, in my opinion, Billy, there's not a better institution in the country. Obviously, I'm a little biased, but this is a special, special place. And we, we've been fortunate to have a lot of success, but we don't ever assume it's just going to happen. We, we, I, you know, I think I think winning's really hard. And so we work like heck every day to to make sure we continue the, the excellence this program has had for so long. Yeah, Adam, I, I've said for a while, I think that basketball on a campus is the most impactful sport on campus. So football yeah. gets a lot of attention, but it's a short season. Uh, the guys wear helmets. They're hard to recognize on campus. Yeah. Basketball yeah. players, the fans are right on top of them. They they feel like they know them personal. They're sitting right yeah. on top of them. They're really easy to recognize. And the season just seems to go the entire school year almost. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I really think that, that it is the most impactful sport on campus. That That's my take. I would agree with you. And, you know, when you have guys like Anthony Brown and, and Jake Alexander and some of these guys that have been with us now for five years, like that's a recognizable face. If you're, if you're a mid America fan and, and somebody mm -hmm. you're used to seeing and playing well out there and, and competing. And so some of the relationships that our guys have been able to build with professors and fans in the community here over the last four or five years, like that's, that's, that's what it's about is, is using the game to, to meet other people and serve other people. And, uh, so yeah, I would, I would totally agree with your sentiment, Billy, there just because of the intimacy that our sport has with fans right on top of you and yeah. you can see their faces. You can largely hear what they're saying out there, exactly. Good they, and they bad. Get, which is not always, <laughs> yeah, which is not always a great thing, but certainly an inside look for, for fans. There's no doubt. And they can hear you too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, they can too much. You know, Coach, I really appreciate you taking the time. I always enjoy talking to you. Really wish you a lot of luck moving forward. You know, there's two sets of COVID schools. I, I'm not saying this right, but there's a lot of schools that had early on in the in the COVID five years, a lot of five-year seniors the last couple of years. And now yeah. those schools like Indiana Tech that are going to be really young again. And then yep. your school, you know, Oregon Tech's in the same boat where their guys were young when COVID hit. And, and so you're right. in that later edge 
And so the next couple of years, I mean, you should be in a position to, uh, I don't want to jinx you, but you should be in a position to really make a run in the conference there. Yeah, we hope so. We hope so. We, we, we love our group. We love the pieces we have. We are old. Every college basketball coach in the country wants to be old. There's no doubt about it. So I appreciate you having us on. As always, Billy, I love connecting with you. We love what you do for, for small college hoops and just the content you pump out and, and the recognition you get for our level because it is an incredible level and, and there are incredible basketball players and coaches. And, there and are. I'm not sure enough people enough people know about it. Well, thank you very much, Adam. I appreciate that. Thank you again for being on. That's Adam Hepker. He's the head men's basketball coach, Mid-American Nazarene Pioneers. Thank you, Coach. Yep, thanks, Billy. Hey, thank you very much to Coach Hepker and the Mid-American Nazarene. Don't forget to like and subscribe this show. Uh, It's a great way to uh, grow the exposure to NAI basketball. I appreciate everybody's support, and we'll talk to you in a couple of days. Thank you very much for supporting our podcast. Please like and subscribe. Get out to your local NAI school because NAI basketball is the best entertainment value in America.